So what's poppin' peons? What's up? What's good? How you living? Uh, 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 uh. So you guys, before I start, before I jump into the podcast, you guys, um, I do want to say follow me on Snapchat, which is J-U-S-T-D-R-I-A-96. Don't forget to tell a friend about the podcast. We are out everywhere. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, it's the same handle. That's J-U-S-T underscore underscore. And if you have any business inquiries, you can always hit me up at J-U-S-T-D-R-I-A-9-6 at gmail.com. That's where I get it popping at. That's why I talk my shit, and that's why I get it popping at. Um, So let's get into it. So the first, so this whole podcast is going to be everywhere in my mind. It's going a million miles per hour. If you're like, oh my gosh, you're lost. She just cut this off. She repeated herself. Yeah, we're going to go on a journey of my mind. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> that reminds me of like a family guy. Like when Peter was like, So, to first off begin with, I want to talk about stereotypes in the black community. Stop it. (laughs) That's all I want to say. Just, like, stop with the stereotypes, like, in the black community. Every black person ain't going to have rhythm. Every black person ain't going to know how to cook. Every black person ain't going to be pro-black. Every black person is not going to be a hotep. Every black black person is not going to be a coon. Like, you have different variety of black folks. You get what I'm saying? And we cannot bring our ideals of what we think people should be doing and putting that as a standard for certain men. Certain men do not believe in taking care of at a house at a home most certain men don't believe in certain things and that's okay and it does not make people bad people that we don't that they don't go by the stereotypes that we have like honestly stop it but i really want to do one for the men and the women but i want to start off with the men first because i really honestly just want to say this as a man your manhood is not defined on if you can be a provider a caretaker okay it is not based on those things being a man is a mental thing you have to be you have to literally grow up from thinking like a child to thinking like a man that's all manhood it is a mental change in the brain that happens the same thing with women like when it comes down to womanhood you have to grow up from being a little girl like at some point in time like adulting is is as old uh, as oldie as it is it has like adulthood and little girl in you like i'm not saying get rid of the child that's inside of you keep the keep your inner child your inner child is important but also you have to be able to grow like at a certain time i ain't saying a certain age but you should have a sense of who you are, what you are, what you like, what you don't like. You have to be able to understand that you're going to change as years go progress and go on. It is a mind thing. Like, being mature is a mental thing that you get with life lessons. Like, 
Stop being so hard on each other, black men and black women. Stop being so hard, black men. You do not have to be this strong, protective man all the fucking time. I know people will teach you and tell you over and over again how you have to be a provider a manly man a man who has no feelings a man who is hard and tough and in reality you don't have to do none of that shit being a black man gay straight trans or whatever means that you i know it's only gonna be like hey you're gonna take this body i'm cheating another tangent another day but um like being a man is just honestly stepping up into being in your masculine energy and if your masculine energy have a little femininity in there or a lot like it does not take away the fact that you are a man and that is nothing that's going to take away from the fact that you're a man period if you are a man and black you're a black man you don't have to be the richest black man. You don't have to be the poorest black man. You don't have to be the streetest, most thugged out, most mannerific, generous, respectable black man. You just have to be yourself. And if yourself ain't that strong dude that's like, man, I'm finna be out here toting guns and da 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 that is perfectly fine. And if your inner black man is thugging it, like, and I ain't talking about just banging. I'm talking about just thugging it, like, I'll go to war 10 toes down about mine. Da, 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 da. That is perfectly fine. You're still a man. Whether you can put food on the table or not, you might not get the girl that you like <laughs> or that you that you think you won't because you can't do that. But as but as far as being a man, you're still a man. You just the man that does not provide for the family. You just a man that don't take care of his kids. You just a man that take care of your kids. You just a man that like anime. You just a man that do whatever. You're going to always be a man. You might be a man with a <laughs> Nah, that's all I wanted to say. That is that is what I wanted. I could not articulate that. Being a black man, there are no rules except for that you have to be black and be born a man. Then therefore, you are a black man. It don't matter what type of black man you are. You could be the same people ain't shit as a black man. To others, you could be heroic. Heroic. To others, you could be a pimp named Slick Back. But guess what? You'd be a black man <laughs> named a pimp named Slick Back. Okay. You could be a gay black man. And you know what that will make you? A black man who just likes to take dick. Okay? Or like to give dick. Either way it goes. That's what you are. But you're a black man. There are no rules to except for be born black at birth and be male at birth. Black male. Same thing for you women. Okay? The only thing like, oh, you ain't, like, you ain't no real black woman. Yes, I am. I was black and I was born at birth. I may be a colorist black woman. I may be a stupid black woman. I may be a smart black woman. I may be an intellectual black woman. But I am a black woman if I was born that way at birth. If I was black and a woman. You know what I'm saying? 
So in order to be a black man or a good black woman, you just have to be you at all times. Nina Simone, not Nina Simone, um, what is this lady's name? Maya Angelou, I believe she said. Maya Angelou said, I am completely myself all the time, so much that people are confronted with what I am inside and out and I am as honest as I can be I believe she said that and what this basically means is that in order to be a good black male a good black woman you just have to be yourself at all times completely (laughs) so that when people are confronted with you they're confronted with the person that you are and there's no rules to being a black male or a black woman. Like that, oh, black man gotta take care of me. If he ain't, he ain't no real man, if he ain't take care of me. Nah. <laughs> He's just a man that's not taking care of you. Or won't take care of you. Or refuses to take care of you. Either way it goes. He's a black man that's just not gonna do that shit. Do <laughs> you feel know I me? Mean? Like, that's all it is. It don't make him less of a black man. It don't make him a full black man. It don't make him none of that. Because guess what? He was born black and male ever, which makes him a black male. The same way he's born black and female ever. <laughs> that makes you a black female. <laughs> like, trust. A stereotype, another stereotype that I want to bust down is that I don't have to be strong. I'm not a strong black woman. And I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna claim that shit anymore. I'm not independent. I'm not. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to ever feel like I don't need a man in my life, because honestly, because honestly, like I wouldn't be here if it weren't for a man fucking my mother. Like straight out the coochie, I came. You feel me? Like hold the coochie there I was but how I had to get him. My mom was out there throwing that thong back, and my daddy was slanging pipe like, hey. Er, 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 er. You feel me? Like he was just laying him high. You feel me, Mama? You know, nine months later, boom, here I was. <laughs> boom, chicka, boom, boom, baby. <laughs> February twenty sixth, nineteen ninety six. Between six and seven p.m., you have me, baby. <laughs> but no, um, I just you know, like on the roof. Like, there are no rules to being a black female or male because at the end of the day, took tart and darn die. <laughs> you just gotta be born black and your gender at birth, and that's what you are black female, black male. <laughs> and don't let and do not let what people say they require. Like, for me and my man, for, for me to be attracted to you, I require something. Like, I like a man that can communicate and is honest with me and is respectable and is loving and kind and patient and the best thing ever the money. I want a man who understands how I feel and understand that I don't want to be bothered some days and that some days I'm just going to be god darn it busy. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want a man. But if you're not willing to offer that, or you don't, or you cannot offer that to me, it does not make you less of a man. It just not makes you not my type of man. And for the men who be like, man, I want a woman that's like my mama, so hard and dependent, whoop the whoop whoop yada yada yada, yada yada yada, take care of her, so strong, really know it, mate. She just use me for right. If that's what you want in a woman, that's your type of woman, man. But that don't make her less of a woman. 
She's just not the woman that you would desire or go after. If you was raised up believing that conservativity is the way to go, and if you was born, whether you was raised up being baby being conservative is the shit versus whether you was like, nah, man, you know you should be yourself, man. It don't make the other choice that you don't rock with so heavy less of a real woman or a real man. I don't like liars. I don't like cheaters and thieves. I don't like I don't like drug dealers no more. <laughs> Or older men like that no more. I still like some of them, but not all of them. <laughs> but, like, you know, it don't make them less of a man. It just makes them not the man that I don't want no more. Like, I've come down to a point where it's like, I have my standards of what I find attractive in a man. And just because you don't possess those things does not make you not that. So glad I got that out the way. Next stereotype is being strong as a black woman. I hate hearing that shit. Stop masculating black women and making them feel less of a woman if they don't fit a stereotype that you want them to fit in. Example, I don't fit the black girl stereotype. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'll take that. I will take that. I will take that. I will take it. (laughs) I'm so silly. But no, like, honestly, like, I don't fit the mold of what most people would consider a black woman. And that's perfectly fine with me. Reason being is because I am genuinely myself, 25-8, and I don't want to be nothing else but me. But being a strong black woman, you ain't finna make me so so hard that I can't be understood or that I have to be so tough and so um like I'm not that. You feel me? Your mama might have been that. <laughs> your grandma might have been that. Some people in your family might have been that. <laughs> but this one right here is not a strong black woman. Like sometimes I need help. Sometimes I want to be loved. Sometimes I need patience. Sometimes I need kindness. Sometimes I need somebody to understand that I'm not okay all the time. That I don't have it together today. Or like tomorrow, it might be stressful for me. That is what I need to be understood without it being, you should be a strong black woman. My mama did this, your mama did that. Your mama chose to do that. This one right here is not choosing to be a strong black independent woman. Because I don't want to be so hard that I'm too good to get help or that I don't need help or I come off as strong. I need people to see that I'm emotional. <laughs> I have feelings and I'm going to tell you how I feel. And if you want to be in my life, we got to be on the same page. If not, it is what it is. Deuces. But then, like, yeah, that's just the other one I wanted to break down. I'm not a strong, independent black woman. I don't want to ever be that. I feel like that's too hard for me. I feel like, honestly, as black woman, I choose not to be so hard or to emasculate myself to the point where when I do reach out for help or I call out for help, it's seen as a burden because um, cause you know, I'm independent. I'm strong, black. I don't need nobody. I don't need no man. I'm strong, independent, black woman. I never, I feelings never hurt. I'm, a, I always got it. I'm always be bossy. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna die happy in this bitch, and dying happy if it means 
And dying happy don't mean that I don't never have no bad days and no sad days. It just means that I allow myself to be human and me at all times. Like, honestly, I'm a weirdo. I get it. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But to the people whose cup of tea I am, thank you, Pooh. <laughs> and look, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I don't want to die perfect. I don't want to die oh. I'm not good. Well, nah, I don't always have it together. Like, <laughs> whatever. That's about his. That's another podcast for another day. I think I'm gonna label it like mental health or something. And I don't know why, but I really, honestly want to go do a mental health podcast. But I want to have. That's how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna write that down. Um, but no. When it comes down to it, um. Yeah, that's just it. Also, you guys, I want to say... Work on self. Like, honestly and truly, like... The nigga who I dated for, like, three and a half years, like, he came back. And I guess because I've been ignoring him and, like, we played it, like... I'll call, like, he'll call me and he'll block me. He'll call me, he'll block me, like, whatever. But this time around, he came back around. He was like, I want to be your friend. Mind you, last time I seen him in public and gave him a chance to get his shit together, he ended up, like, being really disrespectful to me. And I just just, I just didn't like it. Like, it was a bunch of, I don't fuck with you, da-da-da-da, whoop-whoop. And I was like, why is, like, he talking to me this way as if I'm not human or if I don't have no feelings? He was like, I don't know, I fuck with you, da-da-da-da. And from that point on, like, that's what I remember when I th- see his face. It's like, honestly, I told y'all once forgot about Superman, <laughs> y'all. And the only reason why I remember it now is because it's like, I'm thinking ain't shit. And I'm like, damn, I totally forgot about that nigga. Uh, <laughs> I should say his government name on here. But, um, yeah, I totally forgot about him. But, like, when I think of, like, shitty things that people said have said to me, how people treated me, him and Superman was neck for neck, right? And I was on and off with Superman for like a year, even though we wasn't even officially together. Crazy. The crazy things I be doing. So, y'all. What was I going to say? Yeah. Like, what did Superman say? Oh, I'm done entertaining you. If we never talk again, or if we never do this, I'm going to be a-okay with that and whoopty whoop whoop. And I'll be like, dude, but you be the same person that be unblocking me and talking to me randomly? Yeah. But, um, honestly, he reached out to me, right? And, well, not the Superman, but the extra three and a half years ago. When we broke up, he gave me STDs, STIs, certain shit. It was a lot of stuff that was said. It was a lot of stuff that was wrong. So, for him just to come back and think that we could be friends now, seeing that I'm an evolved person mentally, emotionally, especially spiritually, I feel like it really isn't what's up. Like, it's not the tea. Like, it's not going to work out how he thinks it is because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I'm a different person. I'm a new person every single day of the week. I don't people like, oh my gosh, what am I this? No, it's just like, it's weird to me, you know? Because... I grew over the last few years. 
Like, I met this dude, like, when I was... I totally forget. I just know we've been together so long. Y'all, this is why I say time is not, like, a concept sometimes. Because sometimes I'll be thinking, like, damn, we've been together for three and a half years. But it feels like I, it feels like we've been, like, karmic cycles and, like, just reborn again and again and again and again because it's same people who I meet and I'd be like I've known you in a lifetime before and I know it sounds really crazy but I've had that experience right and when I'm around certain people like my spirit like my spirituality and stuff like that is kicked up to a whole higher level like I've met these people and like sometimes I have like soul connections with people like automatically that's why i say like time really doesn't exist sometimes like i think like time is just like a social construct that we have right it helps us measure measure the infinite possibilities of life that we could possibly have but back to what i was saying yeah it was like three and a half years like he just came back like it was nothing you know as if we never broke up or we never had that argument and it was like we should be friends and then come over and not let's discuss it and I realized that I've actually grown as a person from when I first met him because I remember I was going to college and he caught me and he was on a way and was like call me and I was like okay and when I met him I felt this energy like we had met before or that we were destined to meet and like I hopped on him like I fucked on the first night type shit and they were like oh my gosh you're such a whore but it felt like I've known for eternities. And when I think of him, it feels like I've known for eternities. And it's just like the same story getting repeated over and over and over again. It's almost like we get so close and then we never make it. But, you know, <laughs> I've realized that I've grown a lot since him. So... Even though most people are like, why are you saying talking to him? Huh? 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 Because that's my soulmate, man. That's the nigga who I love. That's the nigga who I fell in love with. One of the many soulmates in my lifetime. <laughs> and this time I put my foot down, I was just like, look. You gotta come correct and not at all. Because I can't. We need to discuss everything that happened before you move forward. And if that's too much for you, deuces. Bye, boy. Bye, boy. Because as people, we grow. And if we're not growing, then that's stagnancy. And that's something you have to personally work on. I don't do nobody's try to work for them. I don't do my own. I can help you guys through yours, but I have to charge. Um, but when it comes down to that, like, 
as you grow and as you mature and as you become a better version of yourself on a daily or a better or worse version of yourself, you always have to have a certain standard about you. And if your standard raises, so should the people, the standard that you have for other people should raise also as well because you don't go on this earth putting all this energy into being a better person for people to treat you like the same person that you were years ago. It's okay to raise your standard for certain people. I have certain rules and standards that I have for myself. Like, the associates get it probably the worst. (laughs) Well, the associates probably be like, oh my gosh, like, it's so much, like, to her. And, like, just imagine being my friend. (laughs) Like, because... I have this whole thing where, like, we associates, then we friends, then we close friends, and probably probably become, like, a best friend. And the only person who I did not have that experience with is one of my twin flames. And with my twin flame, I feel like sometimes we just be here with each other. Sometimes we be whatever. But... Like, it's a standard for everybody. Everybody has a standard. And I expect everybody to give me a standard as well, too. Because I know that I can't go out here and be like, oh, you have to abide by my standard, but I don't have to abide by yours. So, everybody who I meet, I hope they have a standard for me. The same way that I have for them. And if you're starting off as an associate and you feel like, oh, man, like, oh, sis got these high-ass standards to me, like, you're not going to make it in the friend thingy. And the older and more mature I get, the more that I grow, the higher that my standards go, especially when I, as I grow in my spirituality and what I believe in. And as I find out who I am as a person, like, these standards go up. And he just didn't cut it this time. Like, when I was younger and willing to be dumb over a man or a significant other, because I didn't know myself, he probably, me and him probably will be together now. Because what he has to offer and what he's still giving is what he gave when we first met. And I'm just not there anymore. And it's okay, you know? It's okay to sit there and not be at a place where you used to be at anymore or in a position where you're not at the place where you think that you want to be at. Like, this is what I mean. Like, if before, like, if before it was for somebody to be your friend, they just had to be nice to you. But now, they not only do have to be nice to you, but they also have to respect you and have to do this in order to be your friend. There's nothing wrong with raising your standard for people as they should raise their standard for you. Like, I feel like if we've been friends for some years, I feel like we should be on a different standard than the person that just met you. Like, they should be doing a portion of what I'm doing. And if so, they need to be doing it exceptionally well for them to be considered for me to be on my level. Because I have probably one friend still from seven years ago. And off that or whatever, we literally, like, we literally have totally different standards and rules. So, things that other people probably could get away with, I know for sure, for sure I can't get away with. Like, disrespect is a no-no. 
And for him, disrespect is a no-no on any level. For me, disrespect is a no-no on any level. What I mean by, like, things that people get away with, like... Like, if somebody was to, like... Like, if you were to meet him today, he was like... Oh, like, he was like... If something was bothering you, he was like, something wrong with you? He was like... And you'd be like, nah, nothing's wrong with me. I'm fine. As an associate or a friend level for him, that's good enough. For me, oh no, I have to do, I got some explaining to do. Because not only has this person known me for seven years, but they know my mannerisms. They know how I move. They know how I think. They know exactly what they, they probably, like they know me in certain areas of my life better than I know myself. And is same vice versa. So our standards for each other have totally changed. Like he can't sit there and not call me for days on end, and then call me, and then I feel like something's wrong. Cause out of ten, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time I'm correct. He can't know like that's the difference. Like there has to be a standard, and if it's raised, it's raised. And if you expect more from people, you have a standard from different people in your life. For them to sit in a position that they so-called want to be in so bad, they have to meet yours as well as the same. It's never, never, ever, ever just boom, 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 boom. Like, no. Things have to grow and mature. Is it growing or dying? If your standards are dying over the years, cool. If your standards are going up over the years, that's fine too. But... There has to be the same energy. And he just didn't cut it this time. No, he didn't cut it at all. And I was like, you on the same shit. I was like, too bad. This thing when we first met and I was just young and dumb. And wanted to be up under you all the time. It's not like that. I realized I give out a lot of loyalty to niggas. And I say like a lot of loyalty, like a lot of loyalty to niggas. And a lot of them didn't deserve that. Cause when th- when shit hit the fan, shit hit the fan. And now looking back at it, it's just like damn, I really like I don't take back anything that I've done for people. I just really wish I knew myself more so that I could have raised my standard higher so that the people who I was giving all of this loyalty and love to would really appreciate it and not think of it as something that's owed to them or as time goes on expect me to constantly give until I'm no longer myself but the next thing that I want to talk about is um <clears throat> is honestly I really want to talk about self love I feel like self love is the greatest love that you could possibly have for yourself and it's not repeating cliche stupid ass quotes that you constantly hear people say like self love is the best love and they don't even love themselves not even just a little bit to even admit to their faults or even admit to that they're not a perfect person 
or to go see where they lack at or change things about themselves to be willing to put down what it is to go get to a point where they are at, where they are actually satisfied with self. When it comes down to self-love, it is very, very simple, my dear. You have to learn self. Whether you're a weirdo, whether you're a whatever you want to be, you have to love self. And loving self is accepting for who you are realize that you have control over your life whether you believe in a higher power or you don't but whatever higher power that you believe in and whether you do or you don't is guiding whatever you believe in it is accepting you for you like a lot of people have a hard time accepting themselves as themselves so when i see people who get upset with people who are not who are constantly themselves and they praise the people who put on a facade or understand. Like, I get it. You feel me? I get it. I understand. I, I know why you're doing that. I get it. I get, I get, I get why you love the facade of you being a bad bitch. When in reality, you're really not a bad bitch. You're a sad bitch. I get it. I get it. Like... When you love yourself, you accept the fact that that you're not everybody's cup of tea. That everybody may not like you or like how you move or what you do or how you think or how you maneuver. And that's fine. You're not here to please everybody. You're not here to people please. You're here to live and go through your life cycle. Just live. And people are like, oh, I need a life purpose. Uh, uh, oh, my purpose is going to do this. Like, you can be really talented and gifted at certain things. I will, I know people who are natural teachers. I and I was told that I'm a natural leader. <laughs> you feel me? Like, naturally, I take the lead. And naturally, it's certain things that come naturally to me. Like, anything that I want to do, like, naturally, I'm a quick learner. And I'm naturally good at math. So, for me, if you show me something in math, Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, ain't nothing to it but to do it. When it comes down to writing, woof, that's my shit. I can write, so I can write you a book in a week if I honestly wanted to. Naturally talented, naturally easy, natural, a natural easy learner, a natural whatever, I can adapt. Like, it's like things that I'm naturally good at, but that's not my life purpose. <laughs> my life purpose is not a job. My life purpose is not a thing. My life purpose is just to live. That's all. Just live. And I know it sounds crazy, but once we get to the point where we're just living to live, not to die, not in fear, not in of whatever, like as pro-black as I am, I try not to live in fear because I know that when it comes down to black people in America that, you know, it's just certain shit that's going on right now. You feel me? That is not right. And it has not been right for years to come. For years for years on end. But that but doesn't mean I'm going to live my life in fear like, Who else is a scared, master? No. I literally live my life happily. Like, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I'm going to make mistakes. I know I'm not always going to have it together. I know that I know that there's going to be times when I'm up. I know there's going to be times when I'm sad and I'm down. But honestly, I found out 25 years of living that my only purpose is to live. Like, it's not to do one thing. It's not to be a business owner. It's not to be this. Like, yes, these are things that I'm passionate about. But as far 
as sitting there and hitting my head against the wall. Like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? My purpose is to live. It's to enjoy the journey of what we call life. Through the ups, the downs, and the uglies. And at one point in time, you may have a lot of ugly. And sometimes you may have a lot of good. And sometimes you may have a lot of bad and pretty and beautiful. Like, you might have 10 years of just bad shit happening. And 2 years of good shit happening. Or whatever. It's like, the whole thing is to live life. Like, the whole purpose, that's what it is. Just to live life. Sometimes you won't be a good friend. Sometimes sometimes you're going to be grimy. Sometimes you're going to be shicey. Sometimes you're going to be nice. Sometimes you're just going to be in and everything. And that's okay, you know? Like, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. And not only do you not have to be perfect... But you don't have to live by a stereotype. You don't have to live in fear. You can. You don't have to do anything that you really don't want to do. You have to be prepared for the consequences of your actions. And consequences are nothing but only just mere results of living. Sometimes we get soulmates and twin flames and these people are here to teach us lessons about life, you know? Like, that's why I feel like even though he's not what I want, he's still my soulmate. Tell me a valuable lesson about love <laughs> and the type of love that I want, you know? I do want a black man. I do want somebody who's sexually the bomb. I want somebody who's going to be respectable. I want somebody who's amazing. I want like everything like that I desire. I'm not going to tell y'all all of it because I don't need y'all pretending to be something that I'm not <laughs> just to try to get the cheeks. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like he taught me a lot. Like, he showed me that there's a part of me that's insecure. And there's a part of me that's jealous. <laughs> like, yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about emotions for a moment here. Most people don't know their emotions. As a bitch who had to teach two-year-olds their emotions, <laughs> parents ain't know much emotions either. And neither did grown folks. Because, like, once you pick up the child for the first time, you're like, huh, I know this jealousy, anger, sadness, disappointment, mourning, <laughs> comical, <laughs> Like, these are all emotions that we have. And I think that we we don't tap enough into our emotions. Like, we just be like, oh, this hurt my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we never talk about... I feel like a lot of people only address hurt or anger. Like, I'm mad. 
and hurt like it hurts me and I'm mad <laughs> or I'm happy <laughs> but nobody express and nobody like really talks about the other emotions like disappointment because I like, just going off the example we're gonna call him Jay because his name starts with Jay so when I first met Jay I was in shock that this short motherfucker came to me and was talking to me and had the audacity to stop me on my way to school and grab me and was like, hey, um, we're going to be together. So it shocked me when he did that because I would have never thought that me and Jay would have made it that far. Honestly, so for me, so for me, so for me, it's the, it was the audacity for me that shocked me because I was used to at the time, like only tall men talking to me and older men. Like when I would think of like younger men, like I wouldn't think of them like approaching me and like he's around my age. So I was like, what is this dude talking to me for? Like he ain't got no gray hair. He ain't got no hair. Well I, well, I know that he ain't got kids until like later on. But <laughs> that's not the point. Um, so that was an emotion. Like most people wouldn't be able to identify their emotions. So how did we end up at the emotion of hurt and angry? You feel what I'm saying? Okay, so the emotions that we ended on before this this encounter which was the last one was when we saw when I saw him in person was anger and hurt but it had been other emotions that had came in there like disappointment you know what I'm saying like when he cheated I felt betrayed. I didn't feel hurt. I felt betrayed. Once he cheated again, I felt disappointed. After he did it a third time, I felt stupid. Felt stupid for a long time. <laughs> felt dumbfounded. I felt felt lost. Felt disconnected. I felt cold. But it was moments in there between feeling stupid and disconnected. And before we got to anger and hurt, because it was emotions of happiness, I felt sexually satisfied. That's not an emotion we teach two-year-olds, but that is an actual emotion. <laughs> I felt love. Because outside of the cheating, I can honestly say Jay was a decent dude. Like, he was a bit of a mama's boy for me, but he was a decent dude. And not only did he have my heart, he had my mind and my body and my soul. And we were connected at that point. So, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, these are all things that we felt. All things that I felt. 
I wouldn't know how he feels because we never talked. So I always felt in the dark <laughs> when it came down to his emotional fulfillment and his satisfaction because he never really spoke to me about how he felt. It was always, this is going on, that's going on, and I'm handling it. And not the emotional connection. So that's why for me, I require people to be emotionally vulnerable with me so I know exactly what bothers you and what doesn't because I don't want to get to a point where I say I love you and I don't understand your emotions because for me part of my love is understanding who you are inside and out and I can't do that if you don't allow me to but these are just like emotions that you can have a range of emotions so it was shock at first then it was like, then it was intriguing, then it was understanding, right? Then it went from understanding to being in this nice wave of falling in love, right? They call it puppy love, right? But it's just the beginning. Like, I felt sparks, I felt butterflies, right? Like, if you was like, oh, it look, isn't that such and such? I'm like, yeah. Once he cheated, that's when I felt betrayed. Like I said, I felt betrayed. Then I felt, then I felt all those emotions. And then in our last argument, after feeling stupid and being in, in, in love, <laughs> stupid, in love, disappointed, right? I became sick of his shit. That's also emotions. We don't teach children, right? We call it frustrated, fed up. I became frustrated. And that last argument that we had, I felt hurt and anger. Because for the longest, I started, for the last such and such years, I started feeling frustrated. I started feeling in love and disappointed. And when those are the three emotions that you feel, once you get to frustration and somebody says something like, I don't know how I fuck with you or this, this, that, and the third and all types of shit, it gets to the point where you say, nah, I'm angry. And I wasn't even angry at him. I was more angry at myself for allowing me to be with somebody who could constantly tear and tear and tear and tear and tear me down mentally, emotionally. Like, the sex wasn't even the same. Like, he wasn't even present anymore. My bad. And not only him not being present anymore, he wasn't who I thought he was. He wasn't the hero. He wasn't the man of my dreams anymore. He became a nuisance. And not only did he become a nuisance, but he became the thing that I hated the most out of in and everything. So my anger came from being tired of being disappointed, frustrated, and in love. Because... Even though those were my feelings, his actions were his actions. Yes, you gotta separate emotion from actions. His actions was a lot worse than how he was making me feel. Not as a not only as a woman, but as a person of interest who he swore up and down that he could not get enough of and that he loved. So yeah, learn the difference.
between yay emotions. And I understand why you get to the emotions of anger and frustration or mad or happy or joyous. Like, honestly, understand those emotions. And embrace them. And then if you don't like the emotions that you're feeling, feeling change change it to your actions and things of that nature. That's the podcast. That's the end of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope it's what's popping.